everyone, Amanda here, and this is Planned, Prepped, and Productive, the podcast where I'm helping you put real food on the table, even with your real, aka busy lives. This is episode nine, how to cook with kids in the kitchen without constantly shooing them away. Today, we've got a wonderful but challenging topic, kids, specifically kids in the kitchen. A few weeks ago, I may have gotten just a little bit big-headed talking all about how to host the perfect Thanksgiving dinner, So I figured this week I could use a little humility, so we're talking kids in the kitchen. In the first episode of this podcast, I talked a little bit about how this journey of learning to meal prep happened to me. I used to have no problem putting meals on the table every night for my husband and I. The kitchen was my happy place and I would gladly unwind from a day at work by cooking a complete meal with two sides and sometimes a dessert. That all changed when I had my first baby. It was a slow transition, but by the time we had three kids, I was eating out a few times a week out of desperation, not because I planned a fun night out. And when I did cook, I was using way more convenience foods and not cooking from scratch as much as I would like to. If you want to hear more about my journey into meal prep, you can jump back to that first episode, which I'll link to in the show notes. Uh, It's called How Meal Planning and Prepping Changed My Life and Can Change Yours Too. But the point I'm trying to make here is that cooking with kids is hard. So to all you mamas out there trying to make this work with a whiny and needy preschooler interrupting you every 30 seconds for a drink, a new toy, a hug, a snack, another snack, another drink, to tie her Princess Sophia dress, and on and on and on. And oh yeah, you've also got a two-year-old who wants to help and has taken it upon himself to salt everything, and a baby who just wants to be held. Did I just describe my life? Um, I see you, mamas. I know it is so hard. I know you want to do more for your family. I know you feel that no matter how much you do, it's never enough. I know you're spread thin and that maybe the idea of making homemade meals with those darling little blessings of yours right beside you is overwhelming and might feel like just too much. I see you and I promise that you can do it and that even though it's hard, it will be worth it. It will teach your kids some rockin' skills and your family will come closer through family mealtime. The tips I have to share today about cooking with kids aren't going to magically make all of your challenges with your kids and family dinners go away. And some days it might just have to be Daniel Tiger to the rescue, but in my four and a half years of cooking with kids, I have learned a trick or two to make it doable, and your kids might even start to enjoy it instead of begging for your attention and inducing guilt. Today I'm sharing nine tips and three bonus tips for a total of 12 tips for cooking with kids to motivate you and show you that you absolutely can make homemade meals even with a bunch of little ones at your feet. So let's jump right into the first nine tips. Tip number one is to start with a clean house. This tip might seem either completely obvious or really silly to you. Cooking and even more so meal prepping is absolutely going to make a mess of your house. There's not really a way around it. So why start clean? I can't tell you how many times I have started cooking only to find that a bunch of crucial dishes are buried in the sink or that I don't have room for any of the new dishes that I'm creating so they're taking up all of my counter space and I'm getting more overwhelmed by the second. I have to be honest, cooking and meal prepping can be overwhelming, particularly when you don't have enough time and it's more messy than it needs to be. Also, in my experience, with kids in particular, mess breeds more mess. If my kids come upstairs and the house is clean, they are so much more likely to get out one or two toys and play nicely. If it's a mess, it's definitely going to be throw all the pillows and cushions off the couch, dump every bucket of blocks every time. When your kids start doing this, it can be easy to blame cooking and meal prepping because maybe you weren't watching them closely so they feel 
more at home destroying the rest of the house. You don't want there to be a place for any of that guilt or overwhelm. So if you know your meal prep day is coming, trade in Netflix the night before for a quick cleaning session so that your kitchen is spick and span and you can start with a clean slate. Okay, my second tip is arguably the most important tip on this list, so pay attention. Give your kids some one-on-one -on -one time before you start cooking. Attention is a powerful thing for kiddos, so if I need to get a lot done, I find that investing a little bit of time filling my kids' attention cups is one of the best things I can do to ensure their cooperation, which I desperately need while I get stuff done. I try to put my phone away and get on the floor with them for 15 to 30 minutes playing whatever they wanna play. My third tip is to cook in the morning when your kids are in a good mood. This is my secret weapon for cooking with kids. Because I do so much meal prepping, the majority of my cooking happens in the mornings. That is one big benefit of meal prepping is that suddenly you're not bound to certain times of day to cook. You can cook whenever works for you. So with my current meal prepping system, I am meal prepping, I am meal prepping one to two times a week for an hour. Um, if I do two hours, one of those hours I'm usually meal prepping all of the dinners for the week and the other I'm meal prepping breakfast and lunches. So if you're not interested in jumping into breakfasts and lunches right away, then you should be able to get a good amount of meal prep done in about an hour. Because I do this, my evening preparations generally only take 15 to 30 minutes and usually a lot of it is hands off, like putting something into the oven, simmering something on the stove, but all of the chopping, meat cooking, rice cooking, etc., has usually already been done. The point of this is that that easy 15 to 30 minutes of cooking in the evenings is usually so much harder than the full hour I put in in the morning because by evening my kids are just done. They're tired, they're whiny, they need attention. Not to mention I'm tired, I'm ready for their bedtime, and frankly, I need attention. And by that, I mean some good quality evening self-care and time with my husband. 15 to 30 minutes of mindless work because like I said, most of the work is done, remember? is truly all I have to give in the evenings, but in the mornings, I'm bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Usually I've meditated, prayed, worked out, and I'm ready for the day. So even if you don't have a meal prepping and planning system down just yet, that is okay. This tip can still work for you. So go ahead and look at or choose a recipe for dinner in the morning, and maybe you can chop all of the carrots and onions for your soup. Maybe you can grill the chicken for your wraps. Maybe you can measure out ingredients. Any of these steps that you can do in the morning will make dinner time so much easier and less stressful. And your kids will be much more cooperative at their good time of day. Also a little side note, if you're looking for a meal planning system, keep following along. I'm gonna be sharing lots of tidbits of my system through this podcast, my email list, and social media. I will also be releasing my full meal planning and prepping system next year, and it's going to include 100 recipes for you to copy. It's going to be super value-packed and focused on getting you out of the endless hours in the kitchen and releasing your evenings to spend time with your kids and family. So keep following along for more details about its release and an announcement of dates, but you definitely won't want to miss it. Okay, back to the tips. Tip number four is to invite your kids to help with age-appropriate tasks. My kids love to help me in the kitchen, but their little attention spans are pretty short. They definitely don't want to help me the whole time. I find that the most appropriate tasks for young kids occur in the prep stage. So the first thing I do when I'm starting to meal prep is to ask my kids to gather all of my ingredients. This is a great learning experience for them to learn what the different food items are and where they're kept, and it's kind of like a fun game of hide and seek. After that, I can have them help with dumping and stirring if there's any of that, dump the rice in the pot, shake the salt on the chicken, etc. 
Uh, because my kids are still very young, they don't help with any cooking or chopping just yet for safety reasons. But by the time they have helped with the prep tasks, they are usually pretty wiped out and ready for a new activity anyway. If your kids are older, they can definitely help with peeling potatoes and carrots, cooking rice, and once they are even older, maybe chopping veggies and sauteing meat and vegetables. I've seen a lot of charts and guides on what ages kids should be to help you with certain tasks, but you guys know your kids. They will let you know when they're ready for something new. Tip number five is to set the kids up with an engaging activity at the kitchen table. So once I've run out of age-appropriate cooking tasks or when my kids let me know that they're done, the first thing I do is to set them up with an engaging activity at the kitchen table. I have learned through experience that if I'm constantly shooing my kids away, then there is nowhere that they'd rather be than with me in the kitchen. And that's okay. I want them to feel loved and validated even when I am busy, so I embrace having them in the kitchen with me. The activity you choose totally depends on your kids' ages and interests, but it doesn't have to be anything fancy. So my daughter could do color by number for hours. In fact, she does do color by number for hours. She once finished an entire color by number book in one day. So she's pretty easy. Set her up with some crayons and she's good to go. My son is much harder. He's almost three and tends to be a little more rambunctious, aka destructive by nature, and is less easily entertained with quiet activities. For him, blocks work well because he can build and crash them, but I know my window but I know my window of entertainment with him is much shorter than with my daughter, so I have to be prepared with another tool in my arsenal pretty quick. And we'll talk about more tools as we head on down this list. The baby is 15 months old, and I usually try to meal prep I usually try to meal prep while she is napping just to give myself a better chance at success with only two out of three of my kids to entertain. But if she is awake, I'll give her some stacking cups or even just some of the tools that I'm using in the kitchen, like a wooden spoon or spatula, and let her wander around the kitchen. My baby is a typical third child, so she's pretty content just to play with herself. But if you have a needier baby, you could try a bouncer or an exercaucer. And if they're really feeling needy, you can do a lot of tasks while wearing the baby, especially if the baby is old enough to be on your back. I usually don't do too much actual cooking this way because the baby could reach out and touch something that could burn them, but prep type tasks like chopping are totally doable while wearing a baby. The sixth tip is to throw your rules out and let your kids bring their toys in the kitchen. I'm usually a strict toys in the playroom type mom and nothing makes my skin crawl more than a living room full of toys. But on meal prep days, I do my very best and I am certainly not perfect at this to let them bring whatever they want so that they can be close to me while they are playing. Yes, this is going to be messy. Yes, it's frustrating because remember, you cleaned this whole place yesterday to prepare to do this, but the time you take to meal prep is opening up so much time the rest of the week that I promise you will have time to clean it up with your kids. And the key here to your success is happy kids so you don't have one more thing to stress about and one more excuse to keep you from doing your meal prep. It sucks, but they're having fun and you will have time to help them clean it up, promise. My seventh tip is to play pretend games to entertain them while you cook. This is another one of my golden tips for not only cooking, but getting just about anything done with kids. Many cooking and meal prep tasks are fairly mundane and don't require your full attention, so I try to give my kids some good attention while I'm getting tasks done. My kids love to play pretend. One of their favorite games is to play ice cream maker. I'm pretty sure I have Peppa Pig to thank for that one. So while I'm cooking, if I start to notice my kids fighting a lot or getting restless, I'll say something like, I could really go for some ice cream right now. We can then play pretend for 15 minutes, choosing different flavors, pretending to eat our ice cream cone, taking turns being the ice cream maker. There are tons of pretend play ideas you could try. 
and chances are your kids have already developed their own favorite. So if they're getting rowdy or cranky while you're cooking, engage them with their favorite pretend game and see how long you can capture their attention. My eighth tip that tends to happen at the end when my kids are getting particularly restless is make it a dance party. Music is such a powerful tool to change the tone in a room. So like I said, I typically save this tip for the end when they're getting so restless and then I let them choose their favorite songs and we rock out. My ninth tip doesn't actually have to do with the time you spend with your kids in the kitchen, but it's still important and that is to simplify your meals and plan meals without a lot of prep. If you're constantly feeling overwhelmed by cooking with your kids, you might need to consider that the problem isn't your kids, but your menu. This was a huge problem for me at first because Way back in the day, I didn't want to give up the types of foods I was preparing and eating and I didn't want to change my cooking habits. But a meal that might have taken me an hour to prepare before with no kids is likely to take me two hours with kids. By the way, this is just a little bonus tip that you should just prepare your mind that things are going to take longer. I usually start with double and if I'm faster, great, then I have found some extra time in my day. Anyway, after you have kids, five course meals, really need to be saved for special occasions. The meals you make should be simple and to the point without tons of ingredients and long preparation steps. Like I said, when I launch my meal prepping and planning system, you'll get access to dozens of these types of recipes that are quick and easy. But until then, brainstorm quick and easy recipes. Someday you can channel your inner Paula Deen again when the kids are older, but for now, look for quick wins with simple recipes. The last three tips I'm calling bonus tips because they don't actually involve having your kids with you in the kitchen, but they are powerful for when you absolutely need them. Tip number one is to call in backup. If your husband gets off early enough for you to cook, giving the kids a little dad time can be the perfect way to put the finishing touches on dinner. For all of you single mamas or moms whose spouses are not able to come home in the evening, first off, bless you, you're doing the hardest job in the world and you're rocking it by yourself. Second, you still need backup. There are a few different ways to get backup. One way I like to suggest is to throw a meal prep party with some other moms. I'm going to have a whole podcast episode about this coming up, so hold tight for the details, but basically... You get together with a bunch of moms and all work on creating some make-ahead meals to help with dinner time stress. I suggest rotating out one mom on kid duty to hang out with the kids while the other moms cook so the kids stay entertained and feel like they have someone who's paying attention to them. Another way to get some needed support is to work out a trade with another mom. Maybe you could offer to trade some freezer meals with that mom if they babysit your kids while you make them. Or you can offer to watch their kids one day while they meal prep and they watch yours another. That way you can get some much needed alone time in the kitchen. My second tip is to prep in the early morning or late evening while they are sleeping. Uh, at my house, my early mornings, nap times, and evenings are precious time to get work and self-care done. So I prefer to try to include my kids in the kitchen, but if it's too much for you or if it's too much just in a particular season because of the stage that your kid is in and it's just not working out to have them in the kitchen, you can certainly relieve some stress by waking up an hour early a few days a week to get that meal prep done. My third tip is screen time. I know that this tip is a little bit divisive and we definitely don't want our kids to get too much screen time, but if you decide that a few minutes of alone time in the kitchen is what you need, then a quick episode of Sophia the First or Daniel Tiger might be just what you need to get dinner on the table. I hope that these tips about cooking with kids have helped you change your mindset a little and show you that cooking with little ones is totally possible. 
sometimes fun, and definitely a great learning opportunity for those cute kiddos. I'd love to know which tips you found the most useful and what you're going to try in your kitchen. Find me on Instagram at callmebettyblog or DM me with what you're planning to try. Next week, I'm sharing my favorite completely make-ahead Christmas brunch menu so that you can throw a super fancy delicious breakfast for your family without being stuck in the kitchen on Christmas or Christmas Eve. I'm super excited to tell you about it. So until next time, happy cooking and happy planning.